Welcome to the Instant Journeyman Podcast Monday Motivation Series. I'm your host, Jeremy Andrzejewski. And with the Monday Motivation Series, we're going to go ahead and start off by interviewing successful businessmen and women, entrepreneurs, athletes, award-winning chefs, healthcare professionals, and so on to learn what drives them to be successful and what keeps them motivated once they are successful. So if you're having a rough week, or just need a little bit of a, a kick in the ass, uh, that's what we're here to do. So uh, please enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Eat Right Foods, the official partner of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. So if you're looking to eat like a professional athlete, or you just want to improve your life by eating cleaner and freeing up time for those things that really matter in life, Eat Right Foods provides a huge assortment of high-quality foods with easy online ordering and kitchen-to-door delivery. Uh, if you're in the Buffalo area, you can do pickup. Or if you are anywhere in the U.S., you can go ahead and order online where all meals are just $10 each. Shipping to the East Coast is included, and all Midwest and West Coast orders have a flat rate for shipping. Uh, orders are due every Thursday by noon, and then you get them the following week. Uh, all orders will be shipped out uh, the following Monday, and... Boom, meals to your door. So check out eatrightfoods.com. And today's guest is none other than Cassidy Nicholas. Uh, you might recognize her from being an elite obstacle course racing badass, right? Winning tons of races and doing all that stuff. Or you might recognize her from Broken Skull Challenge, uh, where she was the champion for many, many, many weeks running. Uh, she is also the program director at Epic Interval Training. Um, I met her through obstacle course racing. Then when she moved to Miami, we became, you know, best of friends, uh, working out all the time, uh, mountain biking, paddle boarding, you know, just going on runs. Uh, so uh, she's a lot of fun to talk to. I think you're going to enjoy this and, and you know, how she looks at success and, and how she reached it. Uh, so uh, Enjoy this, uh, but also uh, keep on the lookout because in two to three weeks, I have a Whatever Wednesday coming up with her. All right, welcome, Cassidy. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm great. <laughs> I just I wanted to say something like loud and interesting because like whenever you do these, anybody does these intros, it's like, hi, how are you? Good, how are you? And it's like... <laughs> but anyway, I couldn't come up with anything, so I just spoke really loud. I, I appreciate that. Thank you for being loud. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. I love it. So <clears throat> we're having you on our Monday motivation uh, because you actually have a, you know had success in in multiple areas of your life, right? You've had success in the obstacle course racing community where you have won numerous races, um, big time races. And you've uh, been on the, the the Spartan Pro team and all of that. Uh, did did you 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 were in the top three for Tough Mudder X, right? Uh, the, the championship one, top five, but but no, there's no but. Yeah, top five for that one. Second in the the one before that. Um, I've had a lot of notable second places as well, which I think um, counts for something. Absolutely. No, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's a success. Don't worry about that. But also I want to talk about the success you've had with, um, you know, 
transitioning Epic from a studio to, you know, Zoom because of COVID. So I want to talk about that. And then as well as you are a new mommy, new-ish, new-ish. And we could talk about your your postpartum uh, success that you've had with uh, something that I, I believe every woman struggles with um, uh, after they have a baby, which is getting their body back, right? Uh, yeah. So, so we could talking about that. Yeah. So we could we could definitely talk about that, and that, that's basically how we we'll talk about whatever you want based on your answers. So, okay. the ball is in your court. Okay. Love it. <laughs> so uh just to, to to let everybody know we have met i want to say we met back in was it 2013 um that was my first spartan race so it's likely like early in 2013 is my first spartan race where was so that in arizona no nope, it wasn't uh, there so anyway that probably along that year that year yeah for yeah. sure <clears throat> and um and we, we, we hit it off. We've had, uh, we've had multiple adventures together. Uh, you were my paddle boarding buddy uh, That's in, right. in, in Miami. We, we, mm-hmm. we had many paddle boarding adventures, mountain biking. We had, we had a good time. Uh, we yeah. still have a good time, whatever. Uh, you are a fellow Oreo lover like myself. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we send each other like all the dirtiest Oreo recipes that we see on like, Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. And we oh. We dream about making them and never do. Yes, and and I forgot to tell you, I uh, I just picked up. I was at a I think a Rite Aid, and I just picked up the mega stuffed Oreos, and I haven't had them yet. I gotta send you a picture of them. They're like wow. ginormous. Whoa! So yeah, so all right. Well, now that everybody knows our deepest and darkest uh, true loves <laughs> of of Oreos, <laughs> let's go ahead and 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 kick it off with a little motivation. Um, so how, how would you go ahead and define how you got to be successful in, in, in these multiple arenas, right? So we talked about the obstacle course racing, we talked about postpartum and we talked about epic interval training. How, how did you reach success in each of those categories? Um, was it luck? Was it just hard work? Was it just being in the right place at the right time or maybe a multitude of those things? Like what, what did you do to, to reach those? And I guess let's, let's start off in, in progression. Let's, let's do obstacle course racing. How did, how did you reach success there? Well, uh, to be honest, I kind of have an answer for you from like the macro point of view of of all of them, how I reached success in all of them. Yeah. Um, Great. Even better. Yeah, you got me thinking. Um, that was an interesting question because, and I think it honestly goes back to um, being the youngest of four children, growing up with a single mom. And I'm not, you know, I'm no psychologist. Um, I've never even been to therapy. It's one something I still aspire to do. I think it's so cool talk therapy. But anyway. I'm sure they could dissect it even further, but I would think that, you know, growing up as the youngest kid of a single mom, raising four kids, working full time, going to school at night, like my mom was just a badass in the way she raised us. I mean, it nearly nearly killed her, but she did a great job. All of us are relatively normal (laughs) and, um, you know, successful in our own rights. And um, honestly, I 
I, it's got to stem from that. It's, it's seeing my mom and how hardworking she was. And she never complained. I've never seen, I've still to this day, never heard my mom complain. Um, it's the way we were all kind of made to take responsibility for ourselves being that, you know, that you know, everyone has to kind of pick up the slack. We kind of an old school upbringing and grew up in Connecticut and, uh, kind of the old school, like kick you out the, out the door when you get home and come home when it gets dark and have dinner and you have to eat everything that's on your plate and you know, you do the dishes and you help with, you know, on the weekends, you don't do anything until all the leaves are raked and you help with the chores. And it wasn't this like this like tyrannical thing with my mom. It was just like, we did it because we loved her. It was just the way it was, you know, we didn't come, of course we did our fair share of complaining about chores and stuff. We were kids, but right, um, right. I think we just grew up being hardworking, taking responsibility for ourselves and myself, especially as the youngest, I probably had to uh, grow up a little bit faster. And uh, honestly, I'd probably attribute my success and hard work in various areas to that, the way I was raised. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, so it's just, it's, it's, it's good old fashioned hard work is, is how you defined your, you know, how you reach success. Yeah. Yeah. And if I were to get more specific with athletics, it's interesting, actually. Um, I, I, I definitely was born, I have to say, with some athletic talent. I mean, from the moment I could walk, I was picking up a ball at age five. I joined every rec league sport that you could join at age five. I remember playing basketball with the hoop down. I was the most confident kid, huge tomboy, crushed life. Um, but for that, for athletics, it's kind of weird because I kind of lost confidence as I got older. Um, and I mean, I was very successful in high school basketball. I ran track for uh, my college for Pepperdine for one semester. And um, actually, before the season started, I had to quit because I had mono, long story. But anyway, uh, I kind of lost confidence in that as time went on, which is odd. Which is odd. But um, my mom always told us we could do whatever we want. Like, She's one of those people that like you could achieve whatever you want. All of us moved super far away for college or wherever we went. My sister, number one, she went to California. Second was my brother. He went off to the Marine Corps. Third, my other brother, he went to Nashville for school. And then I followed my sister's footsteps and went to California for college. So my mom was very much like, go, go get it. Go do whatever you want. Have all the things, uh, especially since she wasn't given that opportunity. And I kind of just tangented there. No, that's, 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 that's awesome. I mean, I, it's, it's cool that one, you know, she supported you guys in, in doing all of that uh, because some people would say like, I don't want to be alone, you know, like, especially, I don't know. Did anybody move back before you moved out? Um, yes, actually my sister, it's funny, my senior year of college, my sister moved back and moved in with her husband. She got married pretty young, but at that point she had lived in California. She'd lived in Montana. She got married and they moved back. They actually moved in the house for like the last few months of my senior year. And then my sisters remained in Connecticut, but everyone else is afar. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's cool that your, your, your mom supported you guys in, in moving out, especially since she was used to having the four of you there all the time. And then, you know, one leaves, 
you know, she becomes an empty nester and she's like, what the hell do I do now? Right. Or she might have looked at the other way and said, thank God they're all gone. This is a much needed vacation I have. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. We talk about that all the time as adults now. Like we are very grateful for the way my mom did let us like uh, encourage us to go off and do our own thing and explore and do different things. But at the same time, it sucks because now we don't live near one another. And like there's no hope for us to live near one another really because everyone's so established, you know, their, their spouse is from another place. So for example, my brother Garrett, he lives with his wife's or near his wife's family. Right. I'm kind of tied to, um, since we have like a mixed family, I'm kind of tied to this family down here in Florida. Um, so, so, you know, it's, it's, it's cool that we all had so many awesome experiences, but at the same time, as you get older and like your kid, your siblings start having kids and you have start having kids, you're like, shit, I want, I like, I wish I kind of want to live near my family. Whereas I have this, my cousins and um, the Thurston's, they're all in Connecticut and they all stayed in Connecticut and they're super close knit. They do everything together, not just holidays. I'm talking like every weekend, weekdays, like they're so close. And I also envy that. So there's pros and cons to it for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think that there is something to, to say about being close, but then also, you know, there's the the option of of getting family, uh, you know, that are, are friends, you know, so people that live near you, you know, building that friend family. So I and and, and I believe that you and uh, your husband Alex um, don't have a problem with that. You know, yeah. you guys are very personable and, and and can you know make friends with anybody. So. Well, thank you. We're trying. It's it's hard as an adult, but we are we're definitely doing a better job here in Fort Myers than in Miami. Yeah, well, I just think I think Fort Myers is just more accommodating to you know that. Like Miami is just transient. Miami is is not where people are very friendly. I mean, I remember moving to Miami when I was 22 and I was I was like, holy shit. I, every time I go out, people are like, who the fuck are you? Why are you trying to talk to me? You know, like, yeah. I, I moved there knowing zero people. So it was very difficult. Um, but I feel like Fort Myers is more of a welcoming community. Now, don't get me wrong. Miami is amazing. I love Miami. Miami will always be home, um, you know, for, for me. But uh, I like I, I aspire to, you know, retire there. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, uh, I agree. It's not, it's not very friendly in the sense of community and things like that. You have to, you have to actively go out and find it. Yeah. That's my experience as well. So, all right. Well, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, and now what keeps you motivated when you reach a certain level of success? So for example, um, you win, you win a lot of, you know, races or you come in the top three or a lot of races. So you're winning money. Um, what keeps you motivated to keep, keep doing that? Like, you know, did you, and, and, and you might have lost motivation, you know, because of, of priorities and things like that, but, but what keeps you motivated there? And then what keeps you motivated to adapt to the, the, the circumstances? Like most companies, you know, either don't have the funding or don't have the motivation to, fight through this pandemic of, you know, you can't go ahead and have indoor classes. You can't go ahead and do this. You can't go ahead and do that. So what keeps you motivated to keep 
epic interval training alive, right? It's very easy to fold it up and just go ahead and say, oh, I'm going to go get a nine to five job. Yeah. Um, and then, and then what keeps you motivated to, you know, work out after postpartum or, you know, postpartum, what, what keeps you motivated to, you know, have that baby and not be overwhelmed because, you know, just having conversations with you and Alex, I know that Jaxby is not, well, she wasn't a, a very heavy sleeper. So she was waking up a lot. No, she still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, she, yeah, it's just not the, yeah, the night times have not been fun. So, so my, my question to you is, is what keeps you motivated to be able to work out? What keeps you motivated to want to do that? So, I guess what keeps me motivated, I've always had this, like, I don't know, winner's mentality. Like, I like to win. So if taking it back to athletics, like, I really like to win. I really like to do well. I really liked in winning in my eyes, too, in, in some respects, when we talk about um, parenting or business, winning might just look like, um, you know, doing better than I did before or um, what am I trying to say? Um, yeah, I, I liked to win. So winning might not always, always be winning the race, but it's like doing better than I did before. So I don't have this like quitters mentality in me and I don't have, like I mentioned with growing up, it's a lot of <clears throat> like taking responsibility. So no one else, I have no one else to blame. Um, no one else is going to do it for me. So that's always kind of the mentality I've had. It's not like this, woe is me. And I'm trying to like take this, this is why I'm so scared. I'm trying to take this across athletics, business and motherhood. Like we're the three things we're kind of talking about. Um, and all of those things, it's never like this, woe is me. I can't, I always tried to have this like, yeah, I can literally do whatever I want. And if I, I'm not achieving it, it's my fault, my own <laughs> laziness, or maybe not even laziness. Like maybe I just don't want to, like you said, with athletics, what kept you motivated um, <clears throat> to keep going. And honestly, it was the winning and doing well. And then I haven't, I stopped. <laughs> I stopped. It's uh, to me, it's also knowing when to quit. I was actually having some health issues, which stopped me from being able to train as hard. So I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced I've, I just have really bad adrenal fatigue. Um, but anyway, that allowed me to slow down and then get pregnant and this whole other story. But, um, it's not this thing where like, I'll never quit. I, I, not that I can never go back to athletics, but I am perfectly happy not being in competitive sports right now. I'm just in a, a, a or competitions, races, whatever. I'm just in a different spot in my life. And I could truly and honestly say that like in my early mid twenties, you couldn't have ever like tried to take that away from me, but I'm, I'm truly and honestly happy not competing right now. So in that case, it was no, knowing when to quit. Uh, but with business, with Epic, yeah, it's really hard right now with COVID and talking, speaking about knowing when to quit, we did uh, fold it up in Miami, at least our brick and mortar. We shut it down pretty early on in April um, or May. And that was just a matter of, I mean, honestly, dollars and cents. Someone had the opportunity to buy out our lease. We had just opened in January and just started building our our member base and it was going super well, like the fastest grow that I've ever been a part of. Um, but yeah, it was knowing to fold it up and then, and then um, like, what am I saying? Um, 
molding, transforming, changing the model, whatever to what we did here. So we were able to close up our brick and mortar, but then we moved across the state and now I'm able to focus more on the big picture stuff with Epic. So rather than doing day to day at the gym where I'm working the front desk, cleaning toilets, like oh, having a brick and mortar is, is a full time job and a half. And so when you're trying to also run the company and for those people that don't know, Epic is a licensed concept. So you can buy an Epic license and you can open your own Epic interval training facility or you can just get a license and you could teach Epic interval training classes out of a CrossFit, out of your garage, whatever it is. So I also um, run this macro part of the company, right? So my husband started it in 2012. We've been working on it together for a while. And now he's kind of handed it off uh, to me as these times have changed and um, our main source of income, which is a, a, his bar restaurant in New York has been shut down. So he's had to try to kind of reinvent himself. So I've kind of taken it over, but it's been an awesome opportunity to just be able to work on the big picture stuff with Epic. Since I'm not near brick and mortar, I made a little Epic in my garage. It's freaking awesome. I get to work on building content, supporting the other licensees. Uh, we do have someone else help us helps us a little bit with just taking sales calls on licenses, but um, yeah. I I mean just- I love I love I love that idea for you is like you go ahead you have all the different licensees and have them do their thing and you not running a brick and mortar allows you so much more time to be active with those licensees. So that's I think that's a really good feature for you um, exactly. because I. I I mean, being being friends with Alex for as long as I've been friends with him and seeing him start off Epic and then now seeing you, you know, uh, be a part of it even more now and then taking over it. I know what it takes, you know, in order to make that, you know, brick and mortar one run. And holy shit. You, I mean, you nailed it. It's, I would even argue it's almost two full time jobs. So yeah. especially if you're going to be coaching and running everything, you know, exactly. so. So I, I I'm 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 with you on that, and I did take a Zoom class with you, and woo, it was uh, I was I was beat, I was sweating my butt off. Yeah, uh, they're, it was, they're it was super good. fun. I, I couldn't I couldn't believe like I I've I haven't done Epic in probably oh geez I don't know like a year, uh, just because of different you know situations and things like that. Uh, I think the last time I did any type of a epic ish workout was when we did our, our workout like I think like before my wedding. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's been it's been a long time since I've didn't taken an epic uh class. And I I was I was impressed. It, and it was really cool and not this isn't a commercial for it, but what was really cool is you were able to focus on each individual person. You know, I, I saw you like looking at the camera, looking at us and saying like, all right, Jeremy, you got to do this, you know, Shay, you got to do that. And, and, and you kind of like manipulated uh, our movements based yeah. off of that. So it's not it's not one of those just turn it on and then just do it like like a, a Tony Horton, you know. Yeah, um, listen, but- no, nothing beats the in-person experience, especially at an Epic Interval Training Facility. You know, it's just so much fun. You've been in there with the energy. Oh, it's, and, it's and unbelievable. And of course the facility. We have the coolest equipment, the monkey bars and stuff. However, I have to say, I have loved teaching on Zoom. I teach on Zoom. I teach one class live every single day. And I love it. Like, and it's amazing to me. Obviously, I should know this. I know the concept works. So Epic Concept, it works. You don't need monkey bars for Epic to work. The concept is uh, 
the program itself is it does not necessitate a lot of equipment. So I have people working out just with one weight, whether that be a kettlebell, a dumbbell or whatever, but it's mostly body weight. And we're what month seven, I think going on month eight in November, perhaps maybe seven. Um, and people are still learning. They're still getting stronger and all they have is one freaking weight. And I know I'm really not trying to sound like a commercial either. I just, I'm so impressed with everybody and how they're improving. And I'm impressed with seeing it live, seeing the program, seeing the people and seeing it, uh, work. And I really enjoy coaching, like you said, because I can, you know, I could get up and demo and then I could run back to the computer and look up close and give people, you know, cues right there. So it really works well. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was really, I was really cool. It was really cool to take it. And I was really impressed at how, how well it went. I was, I was expecting a lot of lagging. I was expecting a lot of, you know, just nonsense. And it was, it was legit. I, I, I had a, I had a really good time. So I appreciate it. Um, You're welcome. Anytime. And, and now what, what, uh, just to give everybody an idea, uh, what, time of the day is a terrible transition but what time of the day do you wake up and is it is it to get things done or is it just because Jaxby wakes up that early um what time of the day do I wake up uh I do, do, do she wakes up around seven so I wake up around seven but I mean the sleep is so fragmented that it just like I don't even know I woke up last night at 11 12 4 4 30 six like it's ridiculous but I mean um yeah I'm not I used to be a super morning person and the last handful of years I'm just like I need as much sleep as possible but I realized even before I was pregnant it's like I need like 10 hours of sleep to function I'm serious yeah I mean I just need a lot of sleep and I used to get that before I had a kid. It's so funny when you have a kid, I think you just get this superpower of being able to function off little sleep because I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm not doing any worse necessarily than I, during the day. Honestly, I'm, I'm okay. Um, but yeah, so there was one occasion the other day where she actually slept well and she slept until 7.30 and I, you know, was popped my eyes open, was checking the monitor at like 5.30 and I felt awake. So I got up and I made coffee and I got some things done. I started on my emails and that was amazing. That was the first time I've done that. And that's it. I would love to be able to do that more often. So if she starts sleeping through the night a little bit better when my sleep is not so fragmented, I love the mornings. I love being up by myself in the dark, drinking coffee, you know, journaling, doing stuff like that. So that's the ideal for me. However, sleep is so important to me that I will get it at all costs. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's interesting. Cause I, like, that was one thing. And, and the reason I have this question on, and I talk about it a lot, but the reason I have this question on, on the, the podcast is because I want to see if there's a direct correlation of successful people in the time that they wake up, you know, because you see a lot of successful people on Instagram, always posting like four or 5 a.m. And I'm like, I'm not a fucking morning person. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't met that person. And I think I think there's literally a thing where I think some people don't need as much sleep and some people need a lot more sleep. And I think that a lot of it seems a lot of successful people are early risers. But like Alex has been trying to shift his clock for he's freaking 41 years old and he's just not 
he's just a night owl. He works best from like nine to midnight. Like if he could actually do work, which sometimes he, he will, he, he likes to be up and do that at night where he's actually trying to shift it. Obviously he's got like a family and uh, now a new job and stuff like that. So he's actually done a good job of trying to get to bed earlier, but I know my husband's a successful person and I don't fault him for, I could see it. He functions better at night and then in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and, and that's, I think that's just years and years and years of the industry that he was in, you know, that yeah. his, his internal clock is set for that. You know, that's yeah. when he's got to be, you know, firing on all cylinders. So I, I get that, but yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm always interested. And now <clears throat> what do you do? To handle stress. Now, having a newborn is stressful enough, but then add on top of that running a business and and then add on top of that the stress of when you were racing, you know, and you didn't have any of those other two things. What did you do to handle stress and has it changed as you got older and took on, I won't say, you know, responsibility, but different responsibilities? Yeah. So, like, when you were racing, that stress, how did you manage that stress of shit, I'm on the protein and I need to go ahead and place in the top three, top five. But if I want to well-known, I got to be on the top three. Uh, how, did you, how did you handle that stress? And then when you transitioned your life into more of the family and, and uh, you know, worker bee, uh, what did you, did you change how you handled stress or is it the same process? Well, back in the racing days, I would handle it by shitting my pants seven times before <laughs> start line. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, honestly, I freaking hate. That's one thing I do not miss about racing is that the pre-race, like it's it's too much. Like the feeling, the nerves, got worse and worse throughout the years. I don't know why, and it's almost like to a point where it was like not even worth it. People were like, oh, I hate the jitters. And then that gun goes off and then it's better. I mean, I don't really feel like, I don't know if the, um, the race and the success outweighs that feeling. It sucked. <laughs> but anyway, I think that if athletics, it just goes back to like the tough mentality that I said with hardworking. And even though I, I felt like that before start line, you wouldn't see it on my face. I'd be joking around, hopping around, stuff like that. So you just kind of like woman up and and go for it. But in general, these days, and in more general terms, how I handle stress is I honestly, I have a, like a lot of me time. I'm all about like get in nature, go for a walk. And if I have if I have a tight schedule, like I have a lot to do in this week or in this day, I will still really try to schedule in time for myself. Like say I have so much to do today. There's no way I'm going to get it done. I'll still might go for a walk in the middle of the day, even though I quote unquote don't have time for that because I know that the benefits of that are going to be excellent. Just like moving my body, getting some sunshine on my face, having that alone time. Um, I used to do a lot of waking up and journaling and having coffee and stuff like that. I honestly have not been able to work that in with the babe yet, but, um, yeah, I would say just a lot of like self-care. I schedule like, you know, I'll do my, get my nails done every other week, get a massage every other week. Um, I just 
try to take self care. Of myself. Yeah, yeah because- self care. So the, you handle you handle stress by by uh, what what is that that episode? Uh, treat yourself. Yeah. So you 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 treat yourself, and and I I think that's important. I think self care is super important. You know, I talk about it all the time about me. You know, I I always try to take care of myself so I could take care of others, right? Because if you if you're in poor health, if you're in poor mental health or poor physical health, there's no chance that you're going to be around or be able to help others. Yeah, and I mean, who knows when and if not? Well, if I. There will be more kids. I've, you know, obviously, if I can have them. But um, your husband, I, your husband said he wants he wants about seven more, and you signed on for four. But uh, you know, the the next the, the three after that, you know, you you might be a free agent. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, he he's gonna he could find somebody else if he wants to have more after that. That's that's. Fine <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I would like to have at least a couple more. Um, but anyway, as time goes on, this is going to be harder for me to say, but there's just so much like mom guilt about doing stuff for yourself. I mean, even saying that out loud, I had this like thing like, oh, where are other moms going to judge me? Like I get my nails done and other people might be like, oh, I don't have time for that. But, um, and yeah, must maybe, be nice. maybe, those, those people that yeah. say must be nice. Yeah. Maybe I won't have time for that when I have three more kids, but right now I'm, I'm making it work and. I, I think we need to get rid of uh, – there's a lot of mom guilt that we need to get rid of. And it's easier said than done, but I get rid of it by just, like, speaking it. It's like speaking it out loud and saying, like, nope, that's okay. It's okay right. to take care of yourself. Um, and I think the other way I manage stress is just, like, I have good perspective, especially since having um, a kid, just on, like, what's important in life. And, again – I don't know, as more kids add on and life can get more stressful, it's easier said than done. But I always just think, for those of you who have had kids, especially mother, um, I think everyone has these thoughts. There's like this kind of a weird tangent, but you have these like morbid thoughts, especially in the direct postpartum period of like your kid dying or you dying, or you think of all these horrible scenarios. They still pop into my brain. It's terrifying being a parent. Um, I'm going to guess that I'm not alone. This is resonating with some people. But when you do have those thoughts, I, I, I try to shake them off, but it really puts things in perspective. It's like nothing, literally nothing matters other than spending time with the people you love. That's the only thing that matters. So I think about that quite a lot. And when you think about that, the stress of like work and money and all this, this stuff kind of, uh, really seems silly and floats away. So I kind of always come back to that. No, that's good. I mean, I, I agree. I, it's, it's funny. You say there's a lot of mom guilt out there. Um, is it, is, is some of that self-imposed? Like, do you, do you feel guilty doing certain things? Cause you said oh, like, no, mom guilt. Like, oh, that's what I mean. I, yeah. It's oh, oh I, I thought you meant like other moms like judging you. I was like, Fuck those bitches, but no. Yeah, well, there's that, there's that too, but yeah, it's the guilt that we put on ourselves for sure. Okay, okay, yeah, because because I I I feel that guilt, not mom guilt, but I feel that like stepdad guilt, where like this whole summer was all about baseball for the boys, right? They were on two teams. I, I talk about this a lot, but it was overwhelming. Like I couldn't believe. And now I looking back, I have so much more respect for my parents and what they did for me because I, I like, I don't know if it's me just not getting married and not like getting into the whole parenthood thing until I was 35. 
you know, 36. Um, but I was set in my ways. Everything was, I could do whatever the hell I wanted, whenever the hell I wanted. And it was awesome, right? I wanted to go somewhere, I'd pick up and just go. Yeah. And and that said, you know, goodbye when I, you know, was in a relationship with somebody that had children. And then when I got married and now, I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't change it for the world. I think it's awesome. But I'm like, man, do I want to have another kid? Because if I'm doing this with eight, nine-year-olds, right? Because my step kids are eight, nine. I'm going to have to do this all over again with a newborn, yeah jeez man like i don't and that's an 18 year commitment right because 18 i'm kicking i'm kicking everybody out the door 18 everybody's out the door (laughs) listen i moved out at 17 they can go you're you're resetting you're resetting the clock when you have a kid for your right right Right. so that that's scary a little bit for sure and it should definitely be considered like people should you know it's okay if people don't want that and don't want a kid it don't and it's okay to want that alone time but just so you know if you like that completely fades away as soon as that kid shoots out like you don't give a shit about any of that <laughs> you know right it's, it's it's weird how it happens it I had so much independence. I thought about it every day I was pregnant. I was like, I don't even post about it on my Instagram stories. I'd be like, one of my last days, it'd be like me at the beach alone writing my (laughs) journal. I'd be like, one of my last days of independence. And I don't care at all. You know, I love this girl so much. It's it's ridiculous. And you you don't think about that stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's totally different to pick up and go do something or go somewhere everything, you know, it was around a sleep schedule or her, you know, nursing and stuff like that. But it's, it's all totally worth it. And it, it doesn't, once the kid comes out, you you don't care about that anymore. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Now uh, to, 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 to wrap it up, because we're getting to the point where uh, it's, it's uh, not motivating anymore. No, 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 no. That's motivating. I mean, listen, everything's (laughs) motivating. Everything's motivating. Uh, but we're getting to the point where I like to, I like to, you know, end it. Cause I don't like these to be too long. Cause I, I want people to be focused and, and grasp some things from it. So motivated. Um, I don't, yes, I'm motivated. Uh, my question to you is if there was a, a billboard in times square of you on it, and it could be you holding Jacksby, it could be you with Alex, it could be you, uh, running a race. It could be you doing whatever you want. Um, do you, do you, uh, what, what would be, what would, what would it say on that billboard? Oh my gosh. Um, this is, I would, it would probably be my family and then like in the background, like a community, maybe whether that be like a small town or something. And it would say like, um, care for the people around you. There we go. Because I mean, without getting too political, not getting political at all, like that's what I think matters on a, a global, of course, there's, ah, here we go. There's like international social justice and there's, you know, caring about your country. But essentially, I think if you're taking care of your own and your own community, so like your town, if everyone did that, then that would do more globally anyway. So I think that that's a simple message that, um, takes care of everybody i love it i think it's great i think that's awesome yeah and um so little little insight here 
I, I think I'm going to well, – I, <laughs> I'm not going to be guilty, getting a billboard, but I think I'm going to be having these uh, these billboards at least drawn up. So you're going to see uh, in the in the near future, um, I'm hoping in early 2021, I will have all these billboards drawn up and all That's my guests will idea. get a copy of it. And uh, and then they will also be uh, available to the public. So for their for, for their like favorite. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I, I, I had to share. I, I couldn't I couldn't hold it in anymore. Was, but yeah, I'm, oh, I'm in the awesome. works to work. I'm in the works with, with uh, working with a, a cartoonist. Um, and and having these these drawn up so it'll be it'll be cool yeah it's awesome all right well i i, I thank you uh for joining our monday motivation we're gonna have you on very soon uh for our whatever wednesday and uh because i i, I want to talk to you about you know being a parent being a step parent and uh you know and, and other things going on in your life so uh thank you very much for for joining and I, I hope that uh, everybody finds you as motivating as I do. Thanks, Jer. Have a great day. A shout out to our sponsors. Uh, new sponsor, Giggy Bank Payment Tracker. Uh, whether you are a dog walker, personal trainer, or anything, um, you can save time tracking your self-employment income, right? If you use spreadsheets, notebooks, or really nothing at all, then Giggy Bank's for you. You can download today and your first three clients are free. Uh, it's very easy to use. GiggyBank tracks a single balance for each client. Enter gigs to track work done and increase the balance and payments to uh, bring the balance down. It's as simple as that. So uh, check out GiggyBank in the app stores. All right. And SaberCon, for all your concrete restoration needs in South Florida, reach out to Jim or Scott at SaberCon. And last but certainly not least, uh, VitFit Keys. Uh, is one of the best uh, trainers with uh, Melissa. She will get your butt into shape. So thank you all, and have a great week.